everybody, how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Hey, buddy, it's Thursday. It is the last day of the first half of 2022. It is June 30th. How did we get here so fast? Man, this year is flying by, but we usually say that every year. But why don't we close out the first half of the month with an incredible band all the way from the United Kingdom. Yeah, you guys like metalcore? You fans of Beartooth? This is going to be a band you're definitely going to want to get into. But before we get started, let me talk about support for this podcast. So support for the Chord Progression Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels or balls. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. And that bundle includes a couple of different things, such as some shave mats so you don't end up getting that hair everywhere, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, which will make sure you know your date's not going to be like, oh my God, why you got hair growing out of there? Yeah, it's got that. Take care of that for you as well. The crop reviver which is like this ball turn that makes your balls feel oh oh so fresh the anti-chafing ball deodorant called the crop preserver i do this stuff consistently to help out with chafing from running biking going to concerts you know just sweating i got big freaking legs so yeah you're not gonna want to miss on that because it does wonders to make sure that you don't chafe so it comes that along with the brand new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer oh yeah it is waterproof it has this advanced skin safe technology to make sure that it reduces the amount of accidents that you might have reduce the amount of nicks i've used it to shave down there and let me tell you it is the smoothest easiest shave i've had down there ever with this thing also you want to know why it's also cool Boom, look at that right there. 400K LED spotlight makes it a precise shave. And trust me, you want to be precise on this stuff. It's your family jewels. You want to take care of them, right? I mean, that's where Manscaped comes in, helps you protect those family jewels. And of course, what their paper says, we save balls. These are actually the shave mats too. They come in like newspaper style. I mean, come on. They tell you right there on the Manscaped Daily News, we save Balls. More than four, or say around four million men use Manscaped. That's like eight million balls right there. Two of them belong to me. I know what I'm talking about, everybody. So trust me, Manscaped's the way to go for your best below the belt care and grooming. And we have an exclusive offer for you through Manscaped 20% off your entire order and free worldwide shipping with the code C. P-P at manscaped.com. The link and the promo code are in the description of this podcast for you to check out as well. So go check it out and make sure your boys, your family jewels are cared for. We are also sponsoring the When We Were Hungry Music Festival on October 20th and 21st, 2022. 2022, let me reiterate that. In Viva Las Vegas. Yes, that's Nevada. Yes, turning memes into dreams, pancakes in the pit. What was once a meme making fun of the We Were Young Festival turned to a whole full-fledged festival on October 20th and 21st. And yes, we are sponsoring it. Back in April, we had Will and Mal from the festival on the podcast talk all about it. And yeah, you're going to want to go there. And tickets are on sale now at whenwewerehungry.com. Or was it whenwewerehungry.com? I know I've already got like down there. It's like, you know, on the bottom of the video, you can see 
where it is, but let me make sure I actually get the right. When we were hungryfestival.com. Yeah, go there, buy your tickets because a lot of great bands on the bill, including bands that have been the podcast, such as Along Came a Spider, Saving Vice, Modern Day Escape. Um, who am I missing? I know I'm missing. Outlier, Palisades, Varsity. I feel like I'm missing one, and whoever I'm missing, I am sorry. Blank in my mind right now, but go and check out all those bands. Plus, you can module us in the pit with pancakes. So go get your tickets now. The link for when we are festival.com is the description of the podcast. So I just click on the link, go get your tickets, and I will see you in Viva Las Vegas on October 20th, 21st of 2022. Now to our feature presentation. So this fun band, this metalcore band from the UK is called We Struck Gold. Their brand new EP, Feel Nothing, released on June 17th of 2022, which is about two weeks ago since this podcast. And let me tell you, this podcast is absolutely great. Some funny stories, including Scott getting headbutted right like before our pit even started, how they bring the energy to their shows, what happened to them during the pandemic, and what really brought Feel Nothing into the foray. And then more funny stories as well, because come on. Ain't the Court Progression Podcast if there's no funny stories, let's be honest. Plus, this is going to be a band you're really going to want to get into because if you're a fan of the band Beartooth, oh, ooh, you're going to like We Struck Gold. Doesn't sound the same, but that emotion, oh yeah, you're going to recognize it. So are you guys ready to find all about We Struck Gold? This is going to be an episode where you struck gold. Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. I recently had an email come across my good old email chain that said, hey, check out this band. They're from England. They play metalcore. You might like them. And I thought, England? Metalcore? <gasps> okay, this seems like it's right up my alley. They have a brand new EP, which will be out by the time this uh, podcast releases called Feel Nothing. It'll be out on June 17th, so go and listen to it right after the end of this episode. But let's talk to the band all about it, and let me tell you, I'm excited for this one. So please welcome Omar, Jesse, Scott, Mitch, and Ayrton from the band We Struck Gold, the podcast. So gentlemen... Welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that might be the best way to open up just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I may, might have to go like a little bit more of like a Randy Savage, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, guys, I mean, how's everything going in your world right now over in the UK? How's everything been going on? And well, with the release of the new EP, just how's life? Okay. It's been good, but it's been strange. It's been quiet for the last two years with COVID. So it's interesting seeing it all come back to life again. So it's slowly getting there. But yeah, it's just rolling with the punches at the minute. Pretty much exactly. I mean, of course, with everything with COVID, I mean, every band pretty much had like a time where everyone kind of got shut down. Like other bands were, you know, some bands broke up. Some bands kept making music. You guys seem like you took the, the route that I would, as you say, smart route, kept making music, kept grinding at it. And now all of a sudden, bing, bang, boom back out to it, releasing singles with the new EP. Everything seems to be going well on your end. So got to say, pretty happy about that from my end after, you know, finding out the band and listening to music. I'm just like, <gasps> now this is some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bex. It's been good. Like you spent two years, you've got nothing to do. You might as well make music. So you, you only be sitting home watching Netflix otherwise, you know, so make some good music. There's only enough times you can watch like the Tiger King documentary or the Last Dance documentary with Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls, or whatever weird Netflix dating reality show your girlfriend might have made you want to watch. One or the other, there's only so much of that you can bear. So why not make music in the process as well? So that when, you know, the pandemic ended up cracking, when all of a sudden the restrictions were going away and live music was coming back, you guys were ready to attack that at every instance that you possibly could. Yeah, I'm honestly. <laughs> 
It's still, it's still trying to grind it now, but obviously you see, it's because everything's been backlogged so much. Like the last year, the bands that should have been playing the year but previous are sort of coming through, so it's, it's a bit challenging at times, but like I say, we're slowly getting there. So, like, what challenges have you guys seen from that with, you know, like you just said, a lot of the bands, you know, that were supposed to be playing, like, in 2020 or in 2021, now it's like they're playing a lot of those shows, a lot of those tours, a lot of those festivals this year. So what kind of challenges have you guys seen when it comes to getting, you know, playing in some of these live settings, playing some of these live circuits and doing all of that? Say it's mostly the festivals, because we only started releasing new music sort of at the start of this year. So with the backlog and then obviously being sort of new band scene, they've already organized most of the lineup. So I'd say that's the biggest challenge that we face so far. So yeah, well, a lot of, like I said, a lot of our stuff is coming out at the beginning of the year. And everyone had their stuff released probably just before Christmas. So they've had uh, a couple of months for everyone to sort of sit on it and listen to it and stuff. So they've been ready for these festivals. We're, we're still fresh this year with it as, as such. So that's the, that's the biggest challenge, like Omar said. Now, when it came to releasing this stuff this year, was this kind of like more of a calculated move for you guys to release it in middle of 2022 to prepare yourself for the second half of the year along with 2023 for festival season? Or something where you guys were continually working on this stuff where you want to make sure that it was as good as it possibly could be and ready for, you know, to, for the fans to listen to, to really get into around this time. You just didn't want to, you know, push it to be out in like 2021 if it wasn't ready. It's, it's a bit of hit, hit or miss, really. It's like we sort of planned it in stages because we don't know which way it's going to go because it's all up in the air still at the moment as far as the gigs go. So we sort of try to get some type of structure. we got some some sort of traction and traffic going at the minute, but it's just, just playing it by ear at the minute. But everything we have heard, and we, people have reacted well to the music, so we just let the music do the speaking at the minute. Man, I'll say at a certain time, I mean, that's pretty much what you're going to have to do because when it comes to a band, you know, especially you guys, you know, coming up and growing and trying to gain that influence, of course, the thing that's going to have to stand out the most is the music more than anything else, because we've seen a lot of other bands, I've seen a lot of other artists as well, where it's like they focus more and sometimes on the social side of things or more on the image side of things. And then it's like, okay, that brings you in. But all of a sudden you listen to the music and sometimes you're just, you're just not connecting with it. You're not connecting, you know, persona one with the actual product. But if you can just listen to the actual product and all of a sudden now you get to see where the personas and where all the entire, you know, personality of the band really comes into that on more of a social setting. But the fact of the matter is, is you got in with the most important piece, which is the music at that front, especially from a fan's perspective. Well, I said, if you're not going to listen to a band just to look at them, you always say it's all about the music. And if the music's not good and the image is good, it's... It's all got to go together, but first and foremost, like you said, is the music. We have tried to um, focus on all of that, though, our car image and socials and that, a bit more of this year, aren't we? Yeah, it's a bit, <clears throat> you say, messy beforehand, just no sort of structure in that regard. But yeah, we've sort of went back to the drawing board. This is all happening last year, all behind the scenes, as well as like making music in the studio. Um, so yeah, now you're just seeing, I guess, months and months of planning and Pulling hairs. Pulling hairs, we're going to hear me in the second wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys pulled so many hairs. I mean, Scott's basically bald at this point. So, I mean, I, I'm not sure who's going to go next. Is, is it going to be up to Mitch next if he start pulling his hairs? I don't know. I'm just taking a guess at it. No, no it's taking me longer to wash my face every day. It's going further back. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have to save a lot on shampoo then. Well, yeah, I just have to scrub further down now. Just don't get it down <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good shit but like even when you're talking about the social stuff as well of course you know that's gonna be another piece of it but 
you know, refocusing in on that and rebringing, you know, a different perspective to it, especially with, you know, how people consume music and how people are consuming, you know, a band's uh, whole experience. Because I've seen a lot of bands, you know, they're starting to put out different things when it comes to social media, really connect kind of the image and the music all together and really make it a place where people can start to come and get to know the band more. That's going to be an important step to it. But of course, the core that crux is, is the music going to be the thing that brings you in? Because that's going to be the thing that keeps you there and keeps you to stay because that's the product that's out there. Think of a band like, think of a band like Guar, for instance, where I listen to music and I'm just like, nah, this music really isn't for me. So I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to Guar. But it's like their image and their stage setting is just so absolutely ridiculous where it's like, if they're coming to town, I'm like, I'm going to see that for the experience, but there's not really any way I'm listening to the music outside of that. So if their music really connected on that same level and the stage show was an absolutely incredible, just like overall arching thing, then it's somewhere I want to listen to this band all the time. I want to see this band every time they come through and I want to, you know, be entrenched with everything this band has to offer. Similar to like Ice Nine Kills is a perfect example of that with good music, just an insane stage presence and just everything around there. So if you guys are able to, you know, bring some of that kind of perspective where, the great music that you have, which of course I have listened to it once I got that email, I'm just like, okay, we got to do this because my God, this music is incredible. Mixing it with the social aspect of it, mixing it with the stage setting, putting this in a all one big giant concoction and out comes, we struck gold. I mean, come on, you're going to have something where, you know, over time you're going to start going from, you know, where you guys are playing out all of a sudden, you guys will be doing festivals and tours all over Europe. You're going to be coming over to the U S you're going to Australia playing and everyone's going to be like, Oh my God, we need to keep listening to this. And anytime they come through, we got to see this live at least twice. Yeah. hundred percent. I think a lot of it, a lot of bands these days, it's, it's online or it's, it's very rare you get all the whole packages when it's trying to capture that these days. It's quite hard, but you got a lot of bedroom musicians as well. They're really good on the computer, but you, Watch them live. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? Am I allowed to swear? Am I allowed to swear? Don't want to swear. Oh, Sorry. you're absolutely allowed to fucking swear. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's like trying to get the whole package together. That's that's what this year is about for us. And all the shows we have done, the energy is just, you know, no one say we're stealing crowds or whatever, but we are gaining fans from other crowds because it all goes together as a package. And it's like, see, we've got a lot more to do this year. We're going back in September, isn't it? Come back in September to do some more tracks. Tiny bit different, but it's exactly as, as busy as possible. I'm trying to keep it busy and like if the online presence is good and it keeps going, it's just the festivals we want to train in for now. Yeah, when you're able to get to those festivals too, it's you're able to bring people in through the music, you're able to bring people in through the socials, you're able to bring people in through, you know, the shows that you're doing and whether the bands are on the bill and people are going to be there, you know, to come to see those bands when they leave. You want them leaving, remembering you guys and having that positive experience. But then when you put it all into a festival setting, it's like that's the opportunity when you have to, you got maybe 25, 30 minutes up on stage. You have 25 or 30 minutes to get the most amount of people to show up at your guys' stage to watch your guys' set, and you have that not, uh, like that same 25 and 30 minutes to not only get them there, but to keep them there, keep them engaged, and keep them just having this positive experience to the point where you're having people that are right up in the front row banging their heads like crazy trying to break down the barricades because they're constantly going back and forth like this trying to break their necks. You've got other people sitting around watching just like, this is how I like to see my shows. This is a fun show to watch. I'm feeling the energy. Then you get guys like me who just jump in the mosh pits and go, yeah! and just have a blast like if you're able to create that whole entire arching experience from a festival setting next thing you know you go from you know a potential where you know 500 fans are starting out at your stage and you guys start playing and by the end of it that 500 turns to 5,000 I have seen it before and listening to your music 
you guys have the music to be able to do that. It's the stage presence that I have not seen yet, so I can't really speak to that. So I got to ask this now. When it comes to your live setting right now, what you're doing, what have you been doing on stage to really create that experience for people so that when they leave that show, no matter who they were there to see, the band that's on their mind is We Struck Gold. It's, I don't know, it's, we don't, you've got to enjoy the music you're playing because it, it, obviously you've got to perform the music, but at the same time, I, every time I've gone to watch a band, if I can see the drummer or the guitarist or the singer is into what he's doing, that spills over to the crowd. Then I think, but we just enjoy it. We just, just the energy's all over the place. Do you know what I mean? And if, if we're energetic, it's, it's all going to go over to the crowd. Like I either try and throw myself at that drum kit and the energy comes off me to these boys, so they jump in and it's, it's just only one way forward then, isn't it? So it's just, there's no point to sit out. Music's too fast and too, you know, too enjoyable. It's that if you can't do it, you've got to fucking jump around, isn't it? We've had a lot, we've had a lot of good, um, like, comments and, well, we, we've been told a lot of good things from when we played live, like, even down to, I've been told this a few times as well, like, the energy and the atmosphere seems to change when we go on. Like, I feel like we're quite fun and it's like a positive, like, come together sort of energy. I just want everyone to just see us having fun and then just get, okay, it's, it's hard to explain. Well, it's like you said, no, it's like if he wants, he wants to go out to band, he likes to see the energy. Like if you see, if I'm watching you when you're having fun, I'm going to have fun. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, I yeah. don't like all this, oh, I'm showing with metal. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. no, I'm not into that no more. I used to be, but I just want to, it's all a bit of fun, isn't it? Absolutely. Even from my perspective, it's the shows that I remember the most are the shows that are the most ridiculous and the one where everyone in the crowd is having a blast. Everyone's having fun and everyone's feeling the music at that exact moment. It was like, uh, well, recently this year I saw it was a festival setting, started to rain and we came as Romans went on, played six songs, straight bangers all the way through until they had to stop because thunderstorms were coming in. And it actually was thunderstorms that came in. So they actually had to stop it short, but just Everyone in the front row was just so into it. Everyone in the back was just banging their heads, just having a great time. And the mosh pit was gigantic. Everyone was running around like little kids at like, like whatever sport you played in the rain, just like as a kid. It's like, I always want to go to practice because I can't wait to play in the rain. Like that was the mentality. It's just that kind of positive energy where everyone is into it. That's the thing that people remember the most. So the shows that I remember the most. And if you guys are able to, you know, bring that fun, bring that energy and be able to create this whole entire different, you know, this whole entire different mood, just all of a sudden, no matter what band is on there, you guys come on, the energy comes up, the amount of fun that people are having come up, the engagement from the crowd is up there as well. That's going to be something where not only are you guys creating that setting, but all the fans are helping to create that setting and everyone's having a blast. So when everyone goes home that night and goes to work the next morning, everyone's still thinking about we struck gold. Everyone's thinking about the fun they had. Everyone's talking about the fun they had and they're going on and listening to your music, continuing to get that fun coming through. I mean, yeah. it's an infectious thing. And it, you know, once you hit that, it can't be stopped. Yeah. Okay. Don't to say that. I was very, yeah, very good yeah. emotional. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's your idea of it. That's, that's all we try and do. It's like, obviously it's, it's, it's a hard thing with us. You gotta see us live. It's like, if you like the music online, you like, you know, you like the sort of image we got. It, it, live is a completely different, it's just next level again, I think, anyway. Yeah. I mean, I like, so I could be good on recordings, or that's really sick drums, really sick guitars and vocals, but live, it, it's, it's different again. It's just turned up to 11 again. So you can't, you can't watch a drummer go ape shit on a recording, but when you're watching it after listening to it and seeing the energy from the entire stage, it's, it's even better when it, like you say it's infectious. 
Oh God, yeah. I mean, when even when it came to listening to music, specifically the song "Done," there was just one band that stuck in my mind. Is like, you know, if you're a fan of this band, if you're a fan of this style of music, you're gonna want to go and listen to this band. But then now connecting it with what you're talking about with your mentality around the live setting, it makes so much more sense. Because every time I've seen this band, the energy level is off the freaking charts, and it uh, ends up being Beartooth. Like that was the mentality I was coming from while listening to Done. I'm like. This has this similar like feeling and drive that Beartooth does. So equating kind of like their live setting to maybe what you guys are doing, what their mentality. I mean, just the concept behind it, just creating that energy, creating that passion that's behind there, showing it, and then having the fans get into it as well. You guys, I mean, I, I've said this good number of times, but it just keeps like getting more and more every time I interview a band from the UK on the podcast. It's, I got to go over the UK for like a month and see all you guys play live and just, I'll probably need to beat up in those pits by the time it's over, but trust me, it's worth it. It depends if there's any rugby players at the shows. <sighs> yes. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. It'll be full of meathead rugby players in the mosh pit, so you might want a helmet with them. I'd probably get fucked up. I mean, I've, I've had a couple of bad injuries before, but that might take the cake. But you know what? It's a story to tell when I'm, you know, old in a nursing home. Like, I remember when I moshed with those rugby players in England. <laughs> I got fucked up, sonny. Okay, now. I got fucked up, so I'm told. I don't remember. I took a hit to the head, and next thing I knew, I woke up in the hospital. Woke up with a Welsh jersey on, like. <laughs> like where the hell did i get this from <laughs> honestly i'd probably be pretty happy about that like where the hell did i get th- you know what i'm not even going to question it all i know is is if i end up in a hospital with a welsh rugby jersey on i know i had a good time Somebody's i don't know how i ended up there but i know i had a good time the guy one in the first place is quite fucking bad these days so yeah if you wake up in a hospital that's a good end <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I've I mean there I've had injuries here where it's like the like it's like you know maybe I should go to the hospital for that but I'm like nah I'm not paying that money I'm gonna keep going I broke my oh, finger God. in a mosh pit I'm like no 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 we're just popping that thing back in and we're keep going I don't give a shit what happens we're gonna keep going oh you'd be right over here the hospitals are free you don't have to pay for anything <laughs> all right I mean I mean well, that's that, freaking jewel <laughs> already you know it's like I've got like ten or eleven bands I already have to see over in the UK like at like at like more of like a hometown setting show already we're gonna add we struck goal there we're making it number 12 hopefully maybe later this year or next year it's like okay I'm just gonna show up there for like two three weeks and just try and hit everybody's show and just see what the hell happens and yeah may end up with a couple of broken fingers may end up with a giant like scratch on my face may end up with you know a huge cut right above my eyebrow bleeding all over the place but all of a sudden I come home and I do a podcast it's like was it worth it totally fucking worth it man can't wait to do it again <laughs> Just bring a gum shield with it. We'd be fine. It's the teeth we want to look after. Oh, yeah. And I, I always think about doing that, too. And yet, I still have yet to go out and buy one of those. <laughs> You're taking a gum shield to a mosh, but you know something's going to happen. Like, don't we? I, I should have had one when I went to go see Kublai Khan and knocked loose at the end of April, but decided not to and hope for the best. And, uh... Actually didn't get hit too bad. My I kept getting like just thrown around though a couple of times because some of those guys, you know, big old just like coming into the pit. And it's just every time I see one of those guys, I'm thinking, all right, my challenge is to try and knock that guy down. We'll see what happens though. And it's just probably not the smartest idea, but you know what? Someone's gotta do it. It was uh first one of the first big metal shows I went to was Slayer, and before it even opened up, I had a a skinhead just walked up to me and just, no joke, he just fucking headbutted. The music didn't start there. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> he just dropped my head and headbutted me. He was so excited. I was like, oh. 
I got a, a ring in here now from my fucking on my head, but I can't even hear the music, but it was brilliant. <laughs> One of the better shows I've been to. Well, did he at least come up when he first headbutted? Did he just yell, fucking Slayer? Fucking do it. I think he just shouted Slayer and just fucking grabbed me. I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like it, like both terrible, but also just like the most Slayer thing I think I've ever heard yeah, in my entire like, life. Explain the Slayer show and fan in one sentence. That's it. Brilliant. Like, well, yeah, even like there was a one from one of the festivals I went to this year. It was like my friends and I. We stopped in uh we stopped in the city just to get some food. We were walking around. It's known for uh like a huge hotbed for country music. So we're walking down like the main strip of all the bars that play the country music, and everyone's wearing you know cowboy boots, cowboy. Everyone's dressed up nice, and then we're walking around looking rough. Like I've got a Ice Nine Kill shirt on. Somebody's got a Fit for a King shirt. On, someone's got a We Came as Romans shirt on. I think uh, one of my friends is wearing a Brand of Sacrifice shirt. And we're like, well, how do we make these people potentially feel a little uncomfortable? I just yelled out, fucking Slayer! And I heard one person, like, way in the back just yell, fucking Slayer! (laughs) (laughs) Everyone knows the Slayer fan, man. Oh, God, yeah. And then we're walking around still, and all of a sudden we heard a country version of a Linkin Park song. And we're just like, what the fuck? Does that go together? What the hell? Then I was a woman, Keaton was a country song, but she won, like, one of his songs. Say just just some weird stuff. Well, because I'm uh, going back to the live setting. What other live stuff do you have, guys, coming out? You know, or set up for the rest of the year, second half of the year? Because I'm I'm curious to see what happens, and also potentially probably or probably trying to figure out. You know, how can I get a cheap flight over the UK to see you guys perform live, and you know, potentially end up in that hospital with a Welsh you know rugby jersey on, being like, shit. I know it was a good night, but I don't remember it. Like, yeah. how, like what? Like, when are you guys playing? Like, what are some of the biggest shows you got coming up? Like, I want to amp you guys up because I want to potentially come out and see one of these if I can make it out there. When you play, when I do it, I can yap in. You're just getting the Welsh accent off, you know. So we've got a tour in like two, three weeks time. Uh, so we're doing four dates in yeah this month, June, and then September we're doing a five date tour, um, going out with Overthrown and Rosenbridge, so that'll be cool, it's like a rotating headline tour, so I'm guessing we'll be in Bristol headlining that one, so if you can make it to the UK in September, <laughs> come to Bristol, come check us out. Well, I'm going to end up putting it on the calendar, and I mean, I, I'll put it this way, i got to find a way to make some more money, but hopefully some of these sponsorship money start coming through a little bit more than they have been, so then all of a sudden it's like, yep, I'm flying out there, I'm paying this with my ball money, yep, I said my ball money. <laughs> Oh, you got a sterling spoon while you're over here to keep a couple of quid. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I just make make money somehow. I mean, at least so that I can just start going traveling around all these places, you know, seeing all these bands I want to see perform live, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's you know, wake up. It's be like wake up, go do some work for my stuff or whatnot. Go enjoy whatever city I'm in. Go see some band play live. See you guys live. Say any of the band I've had in the podcast live. Have a couple of drinks with them afterwards, and then you know blurry things happen in between there and then i wake up somewhere and just be like what the hell happened between the end of the show and now doesn't matter but i'm pretty sure i had a good time and then you know try and piece it together like the hangover it's a bit a bit different of you. have you, you ever been to the uk i have never been to the uk it's a completely completely different drinking environment than the states how so because i'm uh, curious man well, if you was to go out with your friends for like a, like a quiet evening, what would that consist of to you? And I'll, I'll explain how it is. So, <laughs> a quiet evening. Well, like, say you're going to have a drink, you're going to get messy, but what's 
what would your night consist of on a typical day? So if it was a typical, if it was like a typical, you know, our friends are like, oh, let's go out, let's have some fun. It'd be whatever, wherever, uh, whatever city we're in. If I'm like in my hometown in Milwaukee, like go downtown and just like go bar hopping between each one and whatever the hell happens, happens like have a drink here. Okay. You know, this bar is, you know, not really going anywhere or the music's not that good or he doesn't have the prettiest girls over here that want to see. Okay. Go to the next one and keep going until we find one we like and then stay there until bar close. And then basically at that point, see what happens and head home and probably have anywhere between, you know, depending upon how you're feeling. Sometimes I've gone out and I've had, you know, maybe just three drinks, not that much. Sometimes I've had around 12. It all depends upon how the vibe is going. So that's kind of like 12 drinks. That's not even before we've left the house. Like, <laughs> you know, no bullshit. It's no shit, is it? We we'll get a crate of beer. I, I, I got out before now with the boys. It's we've like a crate each, bottle of Jack, Jägermeister, then we go out with town. So that's the start of the night. Do you know what I mean? So I'll go prices here. You kind of have to. Yeah, it's more expensive. Yeah. You've got a pre-drink, yeah. But yeah, right. got your 12 drinks, we probably drank that before we even started getting dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I'll put it this way, too. It's like when I was in when I was in college, like that's kind of what would happen, though, is we would just like before going out, we would start drinking in our apartment, playing, uh, playing Mario Kart, don't drink and drive, just seeing what would happen there. <laughs> Take down like a case of beer. And then by the time we got through that case of beer, it's like, well, we just started to keep drinking. We just kept playing Mario Kart. Then it was like 1.30 in the morning. We realized that we had not gone out because we were having too much fun being stupid by ourselves. And we're like, well, fuck it. We'll just keep doing this then until like 3, 4 in the morning. Just, yeah. I mean, that's what I used to do. And now that was like, fuck, six years ago where my drinking tolerance definitely has decreased because... Just stop drinking as much, plus my my concert intake has definitely increased, and I'm not as big into drinking at shows if I'm going to be thrown around in a mosh pit. Last thing I want is all of a sudden to get hit in the gut and have, you know, pay like $6 for a beer, and then ha- or like have a couple of beers, and all of a sudden have $20 worth of beer come up on me because some dude hit me real hard, and all of a sudden, bleh, don't want that. <laughs> yeah, well... But yeah, if I'm coming over to if I'm coming over to you know see some shows and you can't all of a sudden go to drink with you guys, I definitely got to get that tolerance up somehow. Just all right, that's it. Every every morning, you know, like Rocky would crack the eggs in the in the glass and start drinking. I'm just gonna start pouring myself shots of tequila in the morning already. Eggs and tequila. Eggs and tequila. I mean, that does seem like a pretty pretty good breakfast. It's balanced. It's an alcoholic <laughs> breakfast, definitely. Just don't just don't fry it. Why would you fry tequila though? I mean, that just doesn't sound good. <laughs> You could do the suicide shots. You do them out there, suicide shots. Um, probably, uh, probably, but you squeeze a lemon in the eye. You do a line of salt, and then you drink the tequila. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I've never heard that. It's always, you know, it's always put. It's it's always, you know, it's always like put the salt down, uh, let salt take the shot tequila, squeeze the lime. You're good to go. I've never heard of it, you know, lime up here, salt in here. <laughs> That's just a Welsh thing, then. Sorry, just a fuck up Welsh thing. Well, you know what? I, I, you know what? I'll do this. I'll, I'll try and uh, get my brother to do it because, well, that's kind of his whole entire MO. He, he manages a bar, for God's sake. So I'll be like, all right, we're doing suicide shots. If he doesn't know what that is, I'll be like, let me tell you what it is. And I'll literally just show him this and be like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> I would send some videos of the boys doing it. They can see how fucked up we get. I so feel like that. Fuck you, like this. Because <laughs> you got salt, you know, salt in your nose and lemon in your eye. You look like something from the Goonies. 
just look like sloth, just. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden, are you okay? And you get him just going, hey, you guys. <laughs> I say, well, that's, that's, that's me at the end of a night anyway. We like doing that. <laughs> well, shit. Okay, now I, I got to find a way to be able to make myself see that where all of a sudden somehow be able to get to a point where I still have some sort of conscious memory so I can see you at the end of the night going all sloth from the Goonies, walking around town trying to find your way home. Just get a GoPro cap. It'll be fine. <laughs> be the weird guy walking into the bar all of a sudden. It's like, what's that on your head? It's a GoPro cam. You know, and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> just, I'm just going to point at you guys and just go, I'm filming content for them today. <laughs> Just turn it off before you go to the toilet. <laughs> it's like, all right, no one needs to see that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden come back out, just turn it back on and just do a big, ah, that felt good. <laughs> or just make some like really ridiculous claims. It's like, oh man, that was a big one there, wasn't it? And all of a sudden you were in there for five seconds. <laughs> that is quick. That is quick. <laughs> Well, jumping a little bit more back towards the music and, you know, outside of, you know, GoPros and going to the bathroom, because you guys do have the new EP, Feel Nothing, again, out on June 17th. So if you're listening to this, you know, when it comes out, the EP's already out. So go and take a listen to it. But when it came to this EP, when it came to writing it, what was the full on inspiration behind this EP, behind the music, behind the writing style? Oh, go on. Tell him the exact situation of what happened, because you got stuck overseas. So it was all Absolute chaos. Go on. Started. So chaos. We had planned to go into the studio um, at the start of just 2020. And I went on a two, three-week holiday and then ended up getting stuck out of the country for 11 months. So, yeah. These two managed to carry on writing in that time whilst I was stuck over there and actually kept productive while I tell you about that <laughs> how wait how long did you say you got stuck in that other country for 11 months covid hit didn't it so we went out on the holiday and then covid hit and he was stuck in a man she just basically sat on the beaches writing lyrics and melodies <laughs> while me and jesse was was in the studio writing the music <laughs> i've been saying that all of a sudden so you're going to holiday for two weeks three weeks and all of a sudden nope you're gonna be stuck in that country for a year now thanks to a virus I had like an album's worth of content practiced and written, and I hadn't even met my singer in person yet. It was crazy. Fucked <laughs> <laughs> up. <laughs> oh my god! That, now that is some ridiculous shit. That is just insane. <laughs> it was mad. It's like, like all the regulations and stuff. Because Wales and, and England, you got the bridge. You know, you know, meant to travel, but this is work. <laughs> so I could travel for work. So I would spend like most of the days down here with Jesse, just. We had like 13 songs, 15 songs. Oh, well, yeah. Probably yeah. more than that. Yeah, it was loads of songs. So we literally, I learned them at home. I'd come, pra- come here and just jam them for like six, eight hours a day, three, four days a week. Just sort of like pick the best ones and then Omar would write all the lyrics. And by the time he came home, we had, it was crazy. We got the songs written on the computer. We never played live together. And it sounded just as good, if not better. Well, it sounded better live again. It's just, it's fucking crazy trying to write like that but it did work yeah if it works it works i mean there's times where you know people put stuff together it's like oh it has to be through this process and it doesn't sound the best but if it just ends up working for you guys and it ends up sounding as good as it does and you think it sounds as best as possible just the way you guys went about it then hell you guys did the right fucking thing i mean there's no way there's no way like you can go around that that's it no just just, just grinding it. It was just so disheartening with all with everything that went on with COVID. It's just 
you didn't know what if music was going to come back and I get a lot of the lyrics Omar was writing was a lot of influence was from those two years of the bullshit. So yeah, it's a lot of a lot of emotion here, isn't it? But yeah. <laughs> so yeah. o- Omar, to you specifically, like, what was it like writing those lyrics, especially you know in that situation where you're stuck in a different country for almost a year, can't even you know the only time you're able to contact the band and really you know listen to any of the music that's being written or you know getting you know any kind of collaboration out with them. Of course, is through a lot of the ways that people have been doing it during the pandemic. You know, any online method, any way of file transfer through the internet, but. What was it like being in that position so far away and just being stuck in that country and not able to return back to, you know, your home and here in the UK without just all that going on? I mean, what was the inspiration like and what was that writing style like for you when it came to the lyrics? Well, this is really difficult time. It sounds quite nice to it's obviously like a hot country, but it was actually really difficult. The thing that made it worse was, okay, I was stuck there for 11 months. If as soon as, because the reason I was stuck there is the airport closed initially. And then my flights kept getting cancelled. So if someone had told me as soon as they closed the airport that that's it, I'm stuck here for 11 months, then I'd be able to be like quite productive and just get on with stuff, understanding that 11 months. But it was like they closed the airport and they said, it'll only be a few weeks. So my flight got cancelled and then rebooked. And then just like a few days before that, the airport wasn't open. So then they rebooked for another flight, cancelled that one. And it just kept happening. The airport opened, but then... British Airways, the airline kept cancelling my flight. So I think it was like eight or nine cancelled flights over that 11 months. So there's a lot of up and downs. There's a lot of stuff that I wish I got on with. But when you only have like a couple of weeks, it's like pointless doing. Um, the mix of all of that and then obviously being stuck in a different country, I can't work. So there goes a lot of money. There's so much... and. Even being away from like family and friends, that's also really difficult. It all plays into the writing process of the lyrics. But then, I guess with our lyrics, there's always a sort of positive outlook, however bleak it may be. So, in this case, there was a positive outcome. So, it all tied in nicely. It ended up being a positive outcome, especially with the songs you created on this EP and the way everything came out, the way the lyrics came out. But and I, one thing I can understand, too, is because I've gone through a similar situation when it came to a full-time job right after college was just, you know, it's the emotional side of things where you don't know exactly what's going to happen. And it's just like, oh, this could, you know, like you could be going home and you, the flight could happen within, you know, three weeks. But you constantly have that timeline changing. You're not sure exactly what's going to happen. There's always this moving target. And just, you know having that uncertainty and just having this consistent, you know, letdown of your flight getting canceled, your flight getting rebooked over and over again. I understand the emotional impact that can have. And did it ha- that emotional impact really come out strongly in the lyrics that you were writing when you were writing them? Because just kind of thinking about it, I feel like that would have to come out, you know, incredibly powerfully, incredibly strong, just, you know, forefront, just especially because you were living in that and really experiencing that at the moment of writing this stuff. Yeah, well, even lyrics, a lot of them aren't even based around this sort of subject. It's just being in that sort of headspace at the time um, sort of allows you to dig deep. Sort of, um, I guess, write all sorts of different stuff around that sort of frame of mind and those sort of low points and also the high points as well, incorporating that. Like, what also made it difficult for the entire band was we'd been waiting to go into the studio. We were supposed to go in, like, quite soon before COVID kicked off and as soon as I got back some from my holiday but it just all got dragged out but luckily these guys managed to 
just like keep going and just learn everything, get everything nailed. Then as soon as I got back, they straight into the studio. So then, like vocally, I guess that motion could sort of carry through to the record. So you, got yes, a, you got a couple of member changes as well in the time, so we were trying guys out. Like I, I'm, I was brand new to the band when COVID happened because Jesse messaged me on Facebook because they were looking for a drummer. So it was technically only two guys, Omar and Jesse. Jesse was looking for members while he was on holiday. So I came down, it, it worked. And then we had bassists and guitarists coming through. There was dedication that wasn't there and other priorities. And we got these bad boys now. And they we all sort of gelled. And it's very rare you can get a bunch of guys on the same path gelling together. And sort of, and it's just it's all come together finally at the end, which is quite good. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of hard work for me because I've had to teach so many people, bloody all the guitars and bass and like, even when I found Scott, me and it, he learned 22 songs, I think, when we were jamming. But because we were both not really working because of COVID, it gave us a lot of time. But we'd do three days in a row, wouldn't we? Yeah, like, you sleep here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I slept. We're in our practice room now. So we used, I used to sleep here and all sorts just to get as much stuff done as we could. But yeah, it's, it was a, it was a, COVID was a bit of a... Blessing and a yeah. bullshit, isn't it? But what was annoying about it for me is the band was sort of, like things were looking better like we were getting shows uh like good shows and like on even just like spotify numbers was, they were all like going up and then covid happened our drummer at the time i think covid sort of kind of like i don't know made him he just he, i don't know he lost enthusiasm and all that so then i was like why well, not gonna just give up that's why i found scott on that but yeah, everything was going up and then COVID happened and went down, but now we're like we're going back up now. So hopefully with these releases and like the EP and that and the new stuff we're recording in September and that like, I help keep growing it. But I think things with um because of COVID it's just a little bit more difficult at the moment with like getting like the shows and stuff is all a bit slower and but um hopefully we'll get there. So you got all the momentum the boys had before COVID when the band was at, you know, all the members, the previous members was in, it was there. COVID happened, and now we're technically, it's a brand new band, there's a brand new sound, per se, and it's sort of like slowly creeping up and sort of starting from scratch again, but at the same time, we do it, we're doing it, I think we're doing an all right job <laughs> at the minute, but it's at the same time, everything's been backlogged so much, and it's it's just, it's grinding it, and if you, what's the point in the, keep, if you're not going to try, then what's the point in being in here now and practicing, do you know what I mean? you got to, You've got to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And if you haven't got nothing to aim towards, what are you aiming towards? A fucking hole in the ground. I'm not doing that. <laughs> exactly. And like, just kind of to piggyback on a couple of things that you said, it's just when it came to, you know, you guys in the, with the band, it's like, okay, everything's going to be going good. All of a sudden COVID hits and momentum just completely dies at that point. That happened to so many different bands. That happened to so many people just based off the fact that, you know, again, live music was gone. Any kind of social interaction scene yeah. was gone. And there was like really no... Um, no end in sight, especially from the beginning, especially over here, it was like two weeks to flatten the curve. And it's like, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, it took two months before anything possible started to open back up again. And it was like, then after two months, okay, you might be able to go and finally see your friends and, you know, see your family at that point. Even though a couple of us, you know, kept breaking those rules because, you know, we still wanted to see our family and our friends, me being one of them. And I wanted to go see shows as much as possible and still couldn't do that. I was like, Ugh. but what happens with a lot of the, you know, a lot of the people, a lot of bands that I've seen, it's, you know, of course COVID hits and the momentum just, you know, takes a nosedive. 
it all depends upon the type of mindset that you have at yeah, that yeah. moment. 100%. A lot of um, sorry, a lot of the bands in England through COVID, I reckon I've seen about ten bands just give it in, pack up, like just be. Yeah. I think because yeah. of they're depressed, miserable. I don't know. No, rather than I, I'm not the sort of person that gives up. I'll just keep going until I'm dead. I reckon. But yeah, so for us, it was like we're just pushing on. I don't, I don't want to quit just because of a fucking virus or whatever. Yeah, instead of seeing it, seeing it as like this massive hindrance or this massive, you know, obstacle that has to be overcome, you looked as an opportunity as what can we do with this in order to come back from this and build back up and what how can we take this and make this our own, especially with the situation that you're in. Different members, you know, all of a sudden here comes Scott, you know, playing drums for the band and trying to get everything up to speed on there, writing these new songs, having Omar in a completely different country, writing lyrics in a completely different, you know, space and time and different emotions that are working within that along with the same emotion of this whole entire thing with COVID. On top of that, you know, you're seeing where you're coming from right now and that momentum is picking back up again, which is fantastic. But a lot of that is to the fact that you took a look at this and you saw it as an obstacle that you could overcome. You didn't see it as something that was in your way that was like, oh no, okay, we should just pack it up. No, 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 no. You're not letting this, you know, take you guys down. You're not letting this ruin your goals, dreams, and aspirations. You're seeing this as what can we do now in order to, you know, find a way to make that momentum stop dipping and pick back up once again so that when live music does come back, we're on this spot where we are ready to roll with it with new music, uh, like a brand new, you know, re-energized re, uh, kind of feel, a new appreciation for what we do with music and to keep that momentum start to go up, 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 up. So now you're releasing the new EP, playing live shows and all of a sudden just going to keep going up and up and up. Yeah, that's the goal. That's it, man. It's like a lot of this, a lot of it is online presence as well now because it's, like during COVID, if we had everything ready before COVID and we had released this during COVID, Everyone's on their phones. We would have been, do you know what I mean? Just constant, constant content. But now everyone's back on it again, and it's all socials are fucking blowing up. It's it's a it's a you're back to the challenges again. But like you said, it, what's, the, what's the point of being here if you're not wanting to have that end goal? It's just, if you haven't got a light at the end of the tunnel, you ain't gonna go up the wing toward. So it's all part of the grind. It's like I'm slapping bands and stuff around bands and all that. Do you know what I mean? It's I don't look at that like, oh, this is shit. Oh, what's the fucking point of this? I look at that as I look back one day and think, that's fucking, I've done that to get to this. So, I mean, it's, it all has its relevance. Oh, absolutely. Even on my perspective, too, with the whole entire podcast, I looked at it as, oh, darn, you know, your live music is gone. Everyone's on the shelf. Everyone's, you know, just having to make music on, like, in their houses and able to connect. And live music is not, doesn't seem like it's come back anytime soon. And instead of being, oh, darn, I can't talk about concerts. It's, Every band's on the shelf right now. How else they going to promote their music unless if, like, you know, someone like my dumbass is like, hey, you want to talk about all the stuff you're doing? Like, come on. Yeah. Let's double down on that. And all of a sudden, I mean, I, when I started doing that, it was I had, you know, I had a couple of bands that maybe had cracked, you know, 10,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. But there were a bunch that were a lot smaller than that. And now it's just like, I'll still do the smaller ones. I'll do the medium-sized ones. I've gotten some bigger ones with over a million streams on Spotify before. And it's just like, you know what? Doubling down on that and taking it as an opportunity was the way to go. And all of a sudden now it's just, shit, I'm still happy doing this every step of the way. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. It doesn't matter, matter really to me. It's like, oh, I got to skip out on something that I kind of want to do. But I can talk to a band I really want to talk to. Woo! I'm going to go do that now. <laughs> That's it, man. Like that Spotify thing, man. Like the monthly listeners, I like, we on with this earlier, weren't we? 
It's like you can look at their lovely listeners and like we used to have like over 10,000 on it, which is it was creeping out. I think it was like 14 at one point for a cup for about a year. And that was when it was just about to get really busy. And now it's dropped obviously because of COVID. And it's a bit disheartening to look on there now and go, oh, it's down. But can't fucking trust them. The spot of playing all these streaming platforms and raking it in from people like us. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 you, can't, it's, you can't always look at the numbers and stuff all the time because. They're not always the best to do with it because it all this happen. You and this, if you fall into that trap. Oh, to- I'll say totally understandable. The only reason I bring up those numbers is because when it comes to just like when you, it just it just is a potential gauge for a couple of different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was talking with someone recently, and it was there's a difference between bands that might have you know say there's a band that has let's say sixty to seventy thousand monthly listeners on Spotify versus a band that has ten or twenty thousand. But if you put them on a stage together, that band that has, you know, four, like three and a half to four times less monthly listeners might be the one that's bringing in three, four, 500 people. And the one that has, you know, you know, 70,000 listeners might be bringing in 100 people to the show. There's complete difference when it comes to the number that you have for your monthly listener on Spotify versus, you know, the amount of people that are actually really supporting your music and the amount of people that are listening on a consistent basis and are showing up at these live shows because of how much you connect with them. Hell, I'd rather be the one that has that lower, you know, maybe 10 to 20,000, but having a lot of people come to my shows versus, you know, got a good amount of following on, you know, on like Spotify, but I go play a show and it's like, no one really shows up. It's, there's a definitely a difference there. And in the end, there's going to be those, that larger group of people is going to end up having a larger influence over time to the point where, you know, oh, I've got like 70,000, you know, monthly listeners at this point. You might have, you know, 400,000. I'm still bringing in a, a thousand people a night because people want to see what the hell I have going on. Yeah, man. I think the mon- monthly listener things are a bit of bullshit there as well, though, because a lot of them might be just from playlists, but people will drive to work with a playlist on. Say you get on a big playlist, they might not actually... They might, get they might not get the old they're song. Just dri- no, they're, they're just driving the work. They might not be like listening to like the band. It's just it's just on a playlist. So that monthly listener might not be a fan. It just came on, you know what I mean? Like, just, a lot of these bands, have, I see bands all of a sudden get like stupid amounts of listeners, but it's only because they're on these um, big playlists. And then once they get taken off the playlist, the, the stream, like the listeners plummet, do you know what I mean? But, like, I, we're not on any um, playlists at the moment. And I think we're just under 6,000 monthly listeners. But I'd rather have 6,000 monthly listeners of people that are listening to us because they want to listen to us rather than it just because it's on a playlist. Because any, I don't know, anyone could be listening to anything on a playlist. They could just be, have it on in the background while they're working out. They're not listening to like your music because they like music, it's just on a playlist. So to me, like having 6,000 monthly listeners, which ain't on a playlist, is more valuable than like having loads just, and they're just numbers. They are just numbers, but we all we all fall into this trap of like numbers and- The social dilemma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's shit, but- The yeah. same, same with Facebook. It's like, I, I just scroll on Facebook and see loads of bands. I do it, I, I like, but I don't always like their pages or like their posts. But uh, our posts could have like a hundred likes. But about a thousand to two thousand people have seen it. It's like if you go by the numbers all the time, you can get disheartened by it, and I think a lot of people do. But you just like you say, you just gotta just grind it. It's all part of the grind. This is the experience you've got to go through to appreciate the end goal. Oh, oh, that is one hundred percent the way you go. Even with like the podcast, well, it's like I'll take a look at the numbers, have to send the numbers to some people, and it's just at times it can seem disheartening. It's like I've been doing this for how long, and the numbers are at this point when I've seen people do it for you know less time and their numbers are way larger than mine. But then also I take a look at it and put it in a different perspective where 
seeing the people that I'm impacting, seeing, you know, the relationships that I formed and the fact that every time I get to do this, no matter what happens, whenever I open up the Zoom call and I see that message pop in that whoever is in here is ready to like, is in the waiting room waiting to be admitted to the meeting, my energy level goes up. That means more to me than, you know, oh, you've got, you know, this many monthly listeners to your stuff or this many subscribers to your stuff. That's cool and all, whatever, you know, putting that into perspective, but also when it comes to just the fact that, especially with a lot of the music industry, that Spotify monthly listener count has become such that, you know, I still use it as just kind of like as a, as a tool to yeah. describe yeah. certain instances, but I'll look at it. It's like, yeah, you know, I, I see bands or I see artists there that have, you know, some of those larger, artists, you know, 10 million, you know, monthly listeners, all of a sudden the artists that I like, oh, you've got like what, you know, a couple hundred thousand, maybe not even a hundred thousand. So whatever, yeah. if I like the music, I'm going to go listen to it. I'm not going to listen to it because everyone else, you know, says, oh, you should listen to this. No, if I want to listen to it, I'm going to go fucking listen to it. Okay. You can't, you can't always trust them, man. Cause it's like, it's that you can buy them now as well. It's mm-hmm. been going on for years. You can buy likes, you can buy follows. It's, I'd rather have an organic reach and have like a lot of stuff we're doing at the minute with the marketing side of things, the organic reach, I'd rather that and have real interaction. And I'd be paid for 200 more just to look better this month. Fuck that. I'd rather have, a real person sharing our stuff with their friends and it just carry on going like a chain. And that's how it all starts. And, and not only that, but one other thing that I like to do too sometimes with bands is you see like that massive amount like, oh, you have a lot of different streams on this one song or a lot of different monthly streams. Go to some of the other platforms and see, you know, other things are doing because maybe they're pumping like like with Spotify. Maybe so much money is being pumped into one song from Spotify to promote it to a certain curated playlist that people are listening to to get that count up. But all of a sudden you go to a different like, you know, stream platform or like a YouTube channel that they have. And all of a sudden the numbers are just like way like there's this massive disparity. Now you can start to piece it together a little bit. But, you know, if you're going to have a if you're going to have a band like, let's say, you know, monthly listener count, like, you know, let's say it's 6,000 kind of around where you guys. And all of a sudden I go to a music video for you guys. And it's like, you know, from the first like, you know, maybe four or five weeks, you know, 12 to 13,000 views. All right. There's definitely a connection there where the yeah. people that are coming and listening to this stuff are people that are, con- are loving it and coming back consistently to listen to this thing. That's it, man. Like you said there, like you hit the nail on the head. Like our, our Spotify listens, but then some of the songs you release, you've got over 100,000 views. So it's fucking, it don't, it don't mean fuck all these days. People do listen to it. It's just on the different platforms are doing different things. And, it's, and then all those, all those were organic as well because we released them on Dreambound. And they just, you know, their platform, people have listened to it. But we haven't got that many on Spotify, but there's a fucking massive, drastic difference. Yeah, and it's like you can see where that difference is coming. It's when you can see where that difference is coming in too, because there are some. It's like you can tell the difference is coming in through just okay, you know, where 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 the payments are going, where the marketing is going. But there's some where you can figure out, you know, okay, this one definitely has more than this one. But why is that? Well, maybe this platform they're just doing better on this platform. Maybe it's just that, especially like look at YouTube. Maybe the visual aspect behind those music videos is really connecting with people, and that's where people want to go and consume that content more. Maybe there's that's where the connection is. Who knows? But the fact matters if you're able to make that connection, then you can really start to gauge and see is this band really having the impact that it's having. And for you guys, after listening to music, watching the music videos, and kind of like looking through some of that stuff, I'm like, God damn, these guys are doing it right. <laughs> Thank you, man. It's it's a grind. It's all learning. It's all learning as we go along. And that's going to be something where, especially with a lot of the bands that are really starting to gain a huge, like amount of traction and, you know, anywhere in the rock and metal scene today that I've seen, especially since the pandemic, it's the ones that really took the time to 
figure out what they wanted to show, where they wanted to work with on social media, online, everywhere that promote their music, but also do it in their very own way so that the people that are coming in, it's not the playlist. It's like, oh, you know, like uh, Jesse, like you said, you know, people have a playlist that they're driving to work or working out. And it becomes white noise. It just becomes something that they're listening to. And there's no connection where I got to go back and listen to this band or I got to go back and find out what song that was. But if you're making something where people want to be drawn into there, people are coming in on their own, that's going to be something where all of a sudden they're going to look at the song. They're going to remember the name. They're going to remember a specific portion of the song. It's going to be stuck in their head to the point where they're going to go back and watch music. They're going to go back and pull, you know, if it's on Spotify, they're going to create their own playlist for themselves and put it on there. And yeah, now you're on a, you know, a, someone's personal playlist, but it's something that that person knows that song. That person knows where that song is on that playlist. And when it comes up, it's already in their head. It's like, okay, now we're listening to, you know, giving up on giving in by we struck gold. I like this song. I already know what it is and I like listening to it. So now the numbers sort of, you know, will reflect that, but it has more weight to it in the end because it's a consistent listener through and through. It's not just playlist white noise listener. Yeah, man. I like that, man. G, playlist white noise listener. Yeah, that's exactly that, white noise. That's what. Yeah, that's good. I'll say that's why with my, I I still go ancient. I still, it's like, oh, you know, you're going to listen to stuff on a Spotify playlist? Nah. I'm going to pull out my old trusty dusty iPod and I'm going to download it on that bad boy because I have to take either I'm going to get it myself or I'm going to have to take the time to actually get that file, pay for it and bring it on. But you know what? Now it's an investment. Now I'm into the band. Now it's like I'm listening to this thing and I know when it comes on, give me five seconds. I'll be able to figure, I'll be able to click in my mind, you know, what song is this? What band is this? Click in my mind, the positive, you know, emotional reaction I have to it and then just ride with it. But the mindset is there, the consistency is there, and the impact is there. Yeah, yeah. We, we did that. yeah but I've been holding a toilet that I needed weed so bad. I hope, uh, if he uses the GoPro on his head, I hope he turns it off, though, for this specific yeah, point. We don't need to see any of that. He wouldn't turn it off. <laughs> Wouldn't <laughs> he, he, he would turn off and then you know that you, you could create some sort of weird you know there's some social content for you right there he doesn't turn it off and all of a sudden put some like i don't know baby shark music behind it i don't fucking know but something that people be like what the why does this not make sense but make sense at the exact same point in time yeah i mean it, it could work it all depends upon what your you know style is what you want to do with your with with you know promoting the band but if it's going to be you know a gopro on scott's head while he's going to the bathroom <laughs> it, it could be that so one other thing when it comes to the release of the ep of course i know we're recording this right before the release of the ep comes out but a little bit of a prediction side of things what do you predict this ep is going to do for the band throughout the rest of 2022 and beyond <laughs> keep us busy first and foremost hopefully yeah, I just wanted to um, get new um, fans. Um, with the music, I'm trying to make it so it's like emotionally impacting. Even though it's like melodic and emotional, I want it to be like a positive thing. I can't explain it. You know, what I, mean? I want people to feel something when they listen to the music as well. So when someone's on the if it's on the playlist and they hear it, I want them to get a feeling. Sorry. Really sorry. <laughs> yeah, like I just want to 
people to get a real feeling and connect to music. I like I like to think that the music is emotionally connecting, but in like a positive way. Uh, but yeah, a lot of these songs have that um, vibe and stuff. But yeah, I just want it to go a bit more, uh, need to go a bit more viral. But it's bloody hard with the algorithms and everything. Yeah, un- understandable. But honestly, you guys got the mentality from everything that happened with the pandemic where the momentum went down and instead of, you know, calling it quits at that because you were here and now it's down here, you said, instead of we're here, now we're down here because of the pandemic, what can we do to bring it back up? The DIY mentality behind that is going to be something where when it comes to continue to grow the band from this EP and even though, you know, those algorithms can sometimes be, you know, a little bit finicky and be a little bit wonky, you guys will find a way to continue to grow the band and continue to grow that fan base, that strong fan base, not the playlist white noise fan base. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the thing, man. Like all the bands when I was growing up, it's, I think I connected with them because it's the lyrics meant stuff for me and the music moved me. Do you know what I mean? It's, if you if you connect with people on that sort of wavelength and the days now, it's all social media. You, it's, it's easy to look online and find someone now. Well, years ago, you had to buy a CD and it was buy the DVDs in the shops, but now it's so accessible. When's our, when's the song on tree? 15th. Uh, we got one of our singles, well, it's not a single actually, it's the, what's it called, the focus track. The focus track of the EP we're um, releasing on Wednesday the 15th, so next week, and um, that song's Momentum, and we've got a guest vocalist, Jay from Skywalker, I don't know if you've heard of Skywalker. I haven't at this point. They're, they're a really good band. He's a really good focus as well. But he's on. That'll be released on Dreambound on the 15th. So check that out. Well, yeah, that, I mean, you guys are going to make me check that out, especially because, like, when I, especially I'll go back to the song Done. It was like what I got from that song was just like the same, like, positive emotion, the same positive feeling of movement that I would get when listening to Beartooth. Of course, like Beartooth, I think everything Caleb Shomo described as like high voltage rock and roll. I'm like, that actually makes a lot of sense for their style. And I'm like, listening to you guys, I'm like, it doesn't have that, you know, insane high voltage feel, but it does have that energized feel to it. So that's where it all comes into play. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, well, should I listen to We Struck Gold? Do you like Beartooth? Do you? Because I know a lot of people like Beartooth. I'm one of them. This is going to be something you're going to want to listen to. This is going to be something that you're going to really be able to get into and like. Because also with Beartooth, yeah, they go into some dark themes at times. But it all has this positive feeling and positive message behind it. Of potential like triumph over certain things. You know, maybe you're not doing so well. You know, triumphing over all of that stuff. Yeah, this is where the positivity comes in. You're going to feed off of that with We Struck Gold. So, yeah. For fans yeah. of Beartooth, abso freaking lootly <laughs> That's what a lot of your lyrics are. You know, it's just uplifting. It's a bit like Killswitch. Is, like Killswitch is a perfect example. We listen to Killswitch. It's just positive heavy metal or heavy music. That's, I think a lot of the lyrics all matter, right? It's, it's, all, it's all about picking yourself up again. It's just and not giving up. And that's such is life, isn't it? You're going to give up when don't go to work or stay at home and watch shit telly. Do you know I mean? You've got to have something. <laughs> with, it is, isn't it? So what's the point in doing anything unless you're going to have yeah, something let's, to Let's not do anything. Yeah, so the, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I was a big, when I was growing up, when I first started playing guitar and stuff, um, Killswitch Engage was, like, one of my favorite bands. And, like, they've got that, like, their music's kind of, like, uplifting. It's heavy, but it's, like, we can fucking, we can do this, do you know what I mean? So that's what I feel like that's how I came into this band, with, like, the uplifting sort of vibe. 
which is what I want. I want to, I want emotion in music, but I don't want to feel sad when I listen to it. But yeah, yeah I just want to rise up. Let's do this. Let's beat. I don't know. I feel like you guys need to go on stage wearing those August Burns red shirts at the back says angry music for happy people. Like that would definitely yeah. fit for you guys. Yeah, yeah. I suppose a lot of people think that of metal and heavy music. It's, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's devil worship music. Like, listen to the lyrics. Oh, if you can't listen to it, read the lyrics. It's not all about that. Like, you're not death metal. You're not from Norway. Yeah, like, like, like August Burns Red's a good example. Uh, Kill Switch Engage, I mean, that's a prime example, too, because you listen to the songs that, like, really got the pop, like, At My Curse and The End of Heartache. It's those songs, I mean, they dive deep into some heavier topics, but, I mean, they're, like, anthemic, uplifting anthems, especially My Curse. And then you okay. listen to stuff that, you know, that since Jesse's come back into the band, you know, In Due Time is one of my favorite tracks by them, but then you listen to something that's, like, as it's it's heavy, it's powerful, but also you get to the chorus of the signal fire where you have both Jesse and Howard on the track. That is just uplifting as all fucking hell right there. I get this. I get like goosebumps. I remember when I first watched that video when they both come in together and I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, it's amazing. You yeah, know, that, that song's, yeah. Yeah, I was like, watching that video. I was like, is that, is that Howard day? And he got, no, I can't. Hey, watching the video, I was like, that's fucking sick that they've done full circle with that. Yeah, and then um, right before the pandemic, they were doing a tour. It was August Burns Red. Uh, well, Killswitch was the headliner, but it was August Burns Red and Light the Torch. So, like, all of a sudden, for the end of the show, because Killswitch is headlining, like, Howard Jones would come out and do the end of Heartache and do My Curse. And then the last song, all of a sudden, you see Jesse come out and they close with the signal fire. Then the pandemic hit and they canceled that. Like, they had to postpone the whole entire tour for the rest. Because they only got to play, like, I think it was, like, 10 dates. All of a sudden... February and March of 2022, they put it all back together for a whole six week run. And I'm just like, there is no fucking way I'm missing this. I only drove through the frick, a freaking snowstorm. I'm like, I have to go and see this show. I don't care. End up getting there right as Light the Torch was going on stage. I'm just like, <sighs> made it. Wow. And then seeing Howard Jones perform with Kill Switch, it was just. It's the the this is something where it's like that positive anthemic feel. The way the crowd reacted and how everyone was into it, I mean that you can't you can't beat a feeling like that. You can't yeah, beat a feeling of just the whole entire crowd. Community. Yeah, it's a, it is a community and a family, isn't it? It's like a lot of people that don't like this style of music don't unless you're into it, you don't get it. It's a, it is a community and it's like a family. It's it, that's all. That's the best way. That's the only way you can describe it. That it really anyone in rock music are like, oh fuck that guy, fuck that guy. If you've got a guy across the road with a metal t-shirt on, it's like I'll get on with him. Do you know what I mean? It's just it is like a culture. Oh god, yeah. You're walking around all of a sudden. If I see someone wearing like uh I think there was one time I saw I was walking around, I saw someone wearing a motionless and white t-shirt, and I had to go up and give that guy a high five because it was just like, dude, what's up? <laughs> that was it. It was like it's just so cool to see that stuff like that and it really is a gigantic family mentality and even like, you know, being in the pits as much as possible when the, when the, the first rule of being in the pit is when someone falls down, you pick them back up and everyone abides by that rule. Yeah. It seems like absolute chaos in those things, but it's like the most controlled form of chaos you could ever imagine. Cause one person falls down, here's 10 people rushing over to help that person up. And if that person can't get up, or if that person's hurt, everyone's around that person and trying to get the show to stop so we can get that person the attention they need. This, you say that, I remember going to the, the Download Festival with one of my mates. He just got into metal, so he's like all fresh. So we took him to his first festival, and he's a big Rugby Valleys boy. So it was like, he's a bit, you know, he's a, he's a bit out there. And <laughs> one of the boys like, 
Where's Dicky? He's like, oh, he's in the pit. And he's in the pit. But if there's like, he's not meant to look for people to fucking punch to. He's like, oh, well, he thought it was like, like no, he's just not an Trying to teach him that. It's like, he just did not, he did not get it when he first spent it. Like, actively looking for a fight. It's like, no, 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 you're, you're not trying to actively fight someone in the pit. What you're trying, it's, you're just trying to have a good time smashing each other, you know, pushing people around, going shoulder to shoulder with people. The last thing we want to do is crowd kill because if all of a sudden there are crowd killers in there, that's when people just that especially with myself, I was like, I see a crowd killer in there, I'm just like, gotta get them out of here. Is that what you call it? Is a crowd killer? Is it someone just purposely does it like that? Yeah, I've seen that I've seen that a couple of times like recently, and it's just been primary goal is I'll go up that person, just push them out. It's just like, you know, okay. I hope that sent the message of don't do what you were doing because we don't need that in here. All of a sudden that person comes back in two or three more people will come and join. It's like, now we're going to send the message even clearer. We will push you even further into the crowd. It's like, no, 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 no. Get the hell out of here. If you're going to be doing the karate boy shit, go. What's that? What mentality have you got to go in to do that? It's like, you have, have a bad date that want to fight an entire mosh pit. You ain't going to win, you. No matter what you do. It was even crazy just like seeing like Kublai Khan and knock loose. It was like I was expecting that stuff to happen and it did, but it was more of like the most respectable crowd clean I've ever seen where it was people were going crazy, but all of a sudden I saw a couple people like they were going like doing like the slam dance stuff. They were coming a couple of swings and all of a sudden like we're about to come up close to someone's face and they would pull away right away. It's just like it's the most aware kind of like crazy stuff I think I've ever seen, but Jeez, it was God. kind of expected for a show like that. But if you're gonna go like let's go like a use just any like use it August Burns Red for or kill switch engage. Crowd killers, nah, we don't, we're not taking, we're not taking that. But you want to go and just, you know, go shoulder to shoulder with someone, bring it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think only that one guy I've had a bad experience with it was when that guy headbutted me and Slayer. That was it, I think. Don't really get him. I haven't really seen him over here. You look at the old idiot, obviously, you get him everywhere, but it's like, I wouldn't like it that was stuff. I'd be stopping the show, stopping the street away. Yeah, just, I mean, well, probably, this probably the only time you're ever going to see that guy because he probably was there just for Slayer for anything. And well, now that Slayer ended pretty much, pretty much ended back in 2019 with their final shows, it was, yeah, I don't think you're going to have that guy coming up to you at a show going, fucking Slayer! Oh, you fell. They don't die. They don't die till they die. Do you know what I mean? You're a Slayer fan, you're hardcore. You ain't going to stop. You ain't going to stop you. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but the thing is, are you going to see that guy at a show anytime soon? No, sorry, yeah. He's probably, yeah, he's. Like, like, you don't know, don't know COVID treated. That's true. So, you, I mean, you, you never know. Hope, hopefully, he hopefully he didn't get uh, brought down from COVID. But... <laughs> a, hopefully, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I mean, no, 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 no. We're not hoping for that. We're, we're just hoping that, you know, he doesn't headbutt people in the crowd randomly. <laughs> I uh, hopefully COVID brought him down. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, now. Yeah, but but I'll put it this way. Probably from just talking about stuff. Probably tonight, I'm probably gonna end up taking like a headbutt from somewhere for the show I'm going to. Probably someone's gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go." What the hell, man? And just fall backwards. I'm one of the. I just stand at the back now. I got to all that shit. I'll say. I'll say. I've gone. To, I've been in pits before when I've been concussed, and it's just like I gotta pull out, and all of a sudden, just like, okay, catch your breath. Are you bad? Is it good? If I can still go, I'm still going. Like, I've gone through injury before. I'll go through whatever I can do just to keep going. I've, I've been sick before in those pits. Just like, oh, God, I don't think I can do this. All of a sudden, the music comes up. It's like, all right, we're doing this. Music gives me life. I went to a Ferran Samuel and the Illegals in Bristol a couple of years ago. 
and he started playing now you get hate there. They started playing Pantera songs. I lost my shit and I did not realise how old I was. I could not fucking breathe. I was like, this is I if Pantera played now, I'd be fucking dead. Like I just like, I'm too old to go in the pits and stuff now. Way too old for it. He's he's sixty five, by the way. Sixty five. You're seventy. You just need to do some more cardio, man. That's they'll get you back up for, you know. Another song or two. Too lazy, don't do I fucking run on the spot and that drum kit for four hours when we practice. You know that? Fucking hell! And I walk my dogs every day. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way, Scott. All that matters is well, for all all that matters is when you guys go up on stage, you're giving it your all, you're giving all the energy possible, and you're having a blast. And you know the concept of being tired. It's like you know. A little kid, it's like being tired. They don't know what that is. They just keep going. If you can like emulate that energy and have it while you're on stage and create that live setting, shit, us in the pit, we're going to be like, we can't stop because they're having too much fun. We're now having too much fun. It feels like we're three years old again, running around, having the time of our lives because, you know, some kid got a new like football or something. We can't stop playing football for like 10 hours. Well, it's like all the other guys. you got like Motley Crue and like all the old guys. Lemmy, perfect example. He, he did it till he died, literally. He didn't tell anyone he had cancer. Because he loved it that much. He just did it till he died because it does something to you when you play it. And when you're on stage, it just everything goes. You're on stage, that's it. And it's, it's adrenaline. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, is, it is a drug. Especially when you get the crowds are going mental. And it's, you know, it is a drug. And it's, it does keep you, keep you youthful, doesn't it? Hey, hey man, anything that you keep that positive energy flowing, that's that's pretty much all that matters. And that's why so many of us, you know, so many bands I talk to love the music that they make. I mean, every band loves the music they make, but have that such a passion for it that it's just infectious. So many people that I know that go to shows all the time, it's because it's what makes them happy. Myself, this is what makes me happy. Going to shows, talking to bands, being in mosh pits, you know, doing these podcasts. So that's all, that's something that music has given all of us. And it's yeah. kept us happy. It's kept us feeling just fantastic. It's, you know, kept us feeling youthful at times, too. We're not getting rid of that. We're not giving that up. Well, music, it, it does everything. You, you want to watch a film without music? Every, music is everywhere. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it moves it was, everywhere. It, there was, it, was, it was music because before that was talking as well. Oh, that's it, yeah. Speed, like, <laughs> that's yeah. it. It was no there. It was on that. So yeah, it, was all, yeah. it was all just a bunch of people playing the pianos going, do 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 like and seeing like you know Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton just like do something silly in a silent movie that was pretty much the whole entire thing. But yeah, those mo- like silent like film might have never gotten its start, you know, from since because of the silent era. But can you imagine if there was like no sound and all of a sudden people just watching stuff and there was no music to it? No one would have wanted to go. It would have been just the most dull experience possible. I think it's one Quentin Tarantino film. There's no music in it whatsoever. Yeah. What was that? What is it? Is it Crazy 8 or Crazy 6 or something? The Hateful 8. Hateful 8. No, I won't do that one then. Oh, shit. I don't know. But it is, it is strange watching it. Until you finish watching it, it's like there was no music. Not even on the radio in the car. Nothing. Just that, that, in, that intense. Yeah, or it's like, or it's like it's completely different. Like, you go back to a different Carantino movie like Django Unchained where all of a sudden Django's like going on that murderous rampage in the, uh, in the plantation house. There's no music whatsoever. All of a sudden, it's like people break in, and all of a sudden, uh, I think it was like a like a DMX track just comes out out of nowhere. A Tupac track comes out of nowhere. It's like what the? <laughs> okay, like I'll take that. Is that what I, I missed that? Is that what came on? Yeah, yeah. It's all of a sudden like there's just a giant shootout in the house, and all of a sudden like something gets yeah, shot, yeah. and all of a sudden like people break in, and all of a sudden I think it's a Tupac track just comes on out of nowhere, and it's just 
absolutely <laughs> insane. Oh, you see Jamie Foxx just kicking ass. It just changed up the whole vibe of the whole, it, like the intensity of the movie is still there. The intensity of the scene is still there. But you go from this like super intense battle, like, like gunfire shootout to just this cool, like slow motion montage of Jamie Foxx just like gun wielding like he's John Wick. Fucking hell, that is such a good film. I have to watch that again. Such a good film that is. One of the best ones I've watched. Oh, absolutely. That or just like, and then go with uh, the previous one before uh, Jane Chain with Inglorious Bastards. That one too. Just. That's three hours long, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's worth it three hours long. Just, yeah. it's, it, it, like, like, there's times where it's all of a sudden, you know, it's kind of more of that lighthearted thing, kind of more fun, but all of a sudden, every time Christoph Waltz comes in his Hans Landa, it's just like, there's just this, like, this weird intimidating factor that just washes over the whole entire movie. Fucking that one, yeah. And, again, what that one wouldn't be nearly as powerful if it wasn't for the music that was behind it either. Well, I said, hey, music, it just creates everything, doesn't it? You don't have, it's, you don't have music, it's no well, I think, what's the point if there's no music? There's no point in anything. Well, you'd be used to the music. Why? We would have to get used to it. <laughs> we would have to get used to it, but without music, life would be nowhere near as fun. No, sorry. It might be better. <laughs> nah. It's so dark. We might, not, we might not have to stress of being in a band then. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but then, you know, coming from the cover, you just specifically, if there was no music, there would be no kill switch engage. Yeah, there'd be no we struck gold there'd be no we struck gold there'd be no well, what would i do? i'd be the most i'd be the most boring guy in the world if that was the case i'd be like spongebob in this in the, in the episode where it becomes normal just go hi how are you lovely weather we're having today <laughs> I, I would be that i would be that guy without music and that just scares me yeah fuck that imagine being deaf oh god oh <laughs> <laughs> At least you can feel the vibrations. No, you just shagging nothing. My mate used to live next door to two deaf people, and he could, he said the sex was just the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you, 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 you gonna edit this out? <laughs> oh fuck no! This is hysterical. <laughs> oh, fuck, Imagine having a really bottom up going. <laughs> I'll say this, if I'm not going to edit out the fact that uh, potentially putting a GoPro on my head and just making sure I turn up before I go to the bathroom, and then that, no, no, we're just letting this flow because that's where the funny stuff happens. And of course, like, I always like to keep that stuff in there too because all of a sudden people listen to it. It's like, now you get to know the band a little more, you get to know the humor a little bit more, you get to have a laugh at it. And of course, now there's another positive, you know, outlook, a positive experience to, you know, connect with the band because yeah. they made you laugh. That's it. Uh, you want to that? I don't get yeah, well, we've got to keep it PG to some extent. My mum might be watching this. <laughs> Dis- disclaimer, at, when we start, all of a sudden, disclaimer, when we start talking about, you know, not being able to hear, just, just turn off for like a minute. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, gentlemen, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I would like to do is give you guys a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So, gentlemen, the floor is yours. <laughs> Everyone look at you. I'm on the spot. Uh, <laughs> so I guess by the time you're watching this, our track Momentum will be out. Our um, EP will be out. So definitely check those two things out. Um, we'll also probably be on tour at this point. So if you're in the UK, then try and catch us in the scene near you. And then 
another tour coming up in September. So definitely keep an eye out. Stay tuned. St- share our stuff and posts every time. And buy our merchandise. <laughs> Please. Buy our stuff. We need to eat. <laughs> perfectly said buy their stuff they need to eat i mean you don't want them to go hungry now do you no i need chicken and rice i need to get these guns up exactly <laughs> all right now it's time for me to close this podcast out with three very specific things first things first yes we struck gold has the brand new ep called feel nothing that'll be out by the time this podcast releases along with all the songs that are on it so you're gonna want to go and listen to it. you're gonna want to go and enjoy it. you're gonna want to watch the music videos you're gonna want to you know buy it download all that kind of stuff you're gonna also want to follow them along like with them on social media because Hell, there's probably going to be some funny stuff in there. Potentially Scott getting headbutted by some crazy guy going fucking Slayer because, well, that'd just be another funny video to make to see that happen and see what the reaction would be. And you're going to want to just keep in tap on t- in terms of them, keep tabs on them and potentially see them live if you're in the UK in June and in September as well. So, and, and also buy the merch because they got to eat. Now, instead of having to look all this stuff up yourself and be like, oh, I'm going to have to search all this stuff up myself. Why do I have to do all the work? No, 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 no. Let me do all the work for you. So go to the description of this podcast. See where it says, find We Struck Gold online. There'll be labels for their socials, YouTube, where you can stream music, buy their music, download their music, where you can find them on tour, where you can buy their merch, along with the associated links as well. So all you have to do is click and you're there. I'm doing all the work for you. All you have to do is click and then like, click share, click subscribe, click and listen. It's that simple. I'm doing all the work. I'm taking all the convenience for you. Put it all in there. You got no excuse now. No excuse. So go do it. Advert ever. Yeah. We got to get get a hold of you to do some adverts for us, dude. <laughs> oh, that, oh. Well, trust me. When all of a sudden, once you start seeing, like, when I start putting the video together and or everything together for like the description, and everything, and put together the fine, we struck gold online. You'll see me just like start like liking all the bands, like pages and stuff, and subscribing to all the stuff as well. So all of a sudden, you'll be like. Who's this core progression podcast thing that's like us up? Oh, it's just Kevin. So you need to do some weird, wacky kind of like promotional stuff. Boom. You got the contact right there. Plus, I think you guys got my email already. So there's that. Yeah. too. <laughs> Thanks for mine. Oh, you're very welcome. Now time for number two. Now, guys, whenever I have bands on the podcast, I've absolutely enjoyed having on the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise to them to not only, you know, show that I continue to want to support the band, but also to make sure that that does happen as well. So this happens. Pretty much every time I have a band on the podcast because I enjoy having pretty much every band on the podcast. That's been a streak that's been going on for over 300 episodes at this point. You guys are continuing this streak for me. So my promise to you guys is this. It's not an if. If implies this might not happen, which fuck that. This is when. When implies this will happen. We just don't know the date or time yet. So when I get to see you guys perform live for the first time, my promise to all five of you guys is this. And I feel like this is going to kill me, but I'll do this. The first suicide shot is on me. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and I will do one with you guys, and you'll probably see me, you know, turn into sloth in the Goonies. Like, oh, oh, oh. it'll only be me and you, probably. You oh. probably will do it. It'll be me and you, but I'm up for that. <laughs> on stage. On stage, yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. That would probably top throwing cupcakes into the crowd on stage. So we'll do it. <laughs> it'll have to be like that one will have to be over in the uk to be like who's the dumb american guy that's doing this on stage all of a sudden it's like well that happened <laughs> one to tell the kids oh that'd be one to tell the grandkids yeah responsible <laughs> drinking is yeah we have to we have to tell people that responsible drink that no here well here's what we'll do do the, the suicide shot on stage and then give me two cans of beer and i'm gonna go all stone cold steve austin just clash them together drink Fuck them. yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 
and then try and hold on all that liquor in the mosh pit and hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> so now, guys, as we come to this conclusion, number three. Number three is I cannot say goodbye on this podcast, you guys. I can't do it for a couple of reasons. One, I made a promise to you guys, and I aim to keep that promise. So this can't be the last time I see you. Plus, this was a hell of a lot of fun. I don't want it to be the only time I've heard you guys on the podcast because, again, it's a hell of a lot of fun. Would love to have you guys back on in the future. So can this be goodbye? Nah. This is going to be see you later. Yeah, man. Well, folks, this is my interview with the guys from We Struck Gold. So I want to thank Omar, Jesse, Scott, Atron, and Mitch for being on the podcast. Now, you can find Feel Nothing on all you know platforms right now that you listen to music, stream music. So go and check it out. Their brand new EP again, Feel Nothing. You can also find We Struck Gold on all different social media platforms. You can you know find them playing shows in June if you know they're still playing one on the last day of June to go check it out in the UK. And they're also playing shows in September as well. So be sure to go and check those out if you can. Be a part of that movie, be a part of the vibe, be a part of the energy, be a part of the family. That is the metal community, and we struck gold. And if you just want to join them online, if you're from, you know, not from the UK area, go script to the podcast under Find We Struck Gold Online. All the links for everything from their music, their socials, their merch, their shows, everything is down there. So go give them a follow, like, share, subscribe, listen, stream, buy, download, anything you can. Also, make sure you're following the Core Progression Podcast as well. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well so go and follow us there for all crazy fun kooky crazy social content including live streams every single wednesday night at 9 p.m central well i should say every single wednesday night because normally wednesday nights but sometimes we got podcasts sometimes we're on vacation sometimes you know we can't make it on wednesday nights, so then we push them to tuesdays but we do one every single week when we are able to which is like 49 or 50 weeks out of the year so on top of that, make sure you all subscribe to the Corporate Crunch Podcast. You can watch the podcast on YouTube where you can listen to Spotify Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon for your podcast. So you can listen on Alexa if you wanted to. If you are already subscribed to the podcast, a gigantic thank you goes out to you for supporting the podcast because you support this because we're going to keep going. We're not stopping. The train is rolling down the tracks. It's an unstoppable force and we will break through any immovable objects. We got through the pandemic with this thing. Come on, we can break through anything. So if you are not subscribed, you're going to subscribe to this one. Welcome to the family. Thank you very much for subscribing. Glad to have you here. If you are listening to the podcast, you're like, I like this podcast, but it's just not one I want to subscribe to. First off, could you please reconsider? If not, thank you for stopping by the podcast. You're always welcome here to come on back. We got a lot of episodes for you coming up and they're already up that you may, 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 may really enjoy. So go and do that. All links to the podcast in the description as well. Now, I also want to give a big shout out once again to the support for this podcast. Again, remember, Manscaped, as the Manscaped Daily News says, we save balls. Yes, their performance pack is available now. You can go get it, and I recommend it because you want to do the best care for your boys down there with the Lawnmower 4.0. There it goes. The Weed Whacker, the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, and of course the Shave Mats. I mean, take a look at that. They also have the boxers in there as well. I say the boxer briefs, which very, very, very supportive. Not going to show you those because they're in the wash right now. Yes, I wear them. I mean, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? So, yeah. Performance Pack 4.0, get 20% off on your order of really anything from manscaped.com and free worldwide shipping when you use the code CPP at checkout. Link description of the podcast below along with the promo code. Also remember to go get your tickets for When We Were Hungry Music Festival happening on Vegas, October 20th to 21st. Come join me in the pit. Pancakes in the pit. We're turning memes into dreams, baby. Tickets on sale now. Link description of the podcast below. Thank you, gentlemen, from We Struck Gold. Can't wait to do that suicide shot with you on stage. 
Yes, it's a drink. It's a drink, YouTube. It's a drink. So on that note, that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching us to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!